But that's that mentoring experience. And that's what podcasts and that's what we hope our podcast become for people is an opportunity to to almost like a masterclass situation. Because uh, there are teachers out there who, who are rock starring, uh, who understand what it takes to do what we do. But nobody knows who they are. Nobody's heard their voice. No one's, no one's, you know, there's not a camera in every teacher's room capturing all these moments and, and putting them in a file. And you may have never experienced it, and then you may listen to it on a podcast, and then all of a sudden you experience it, and it's like, oh, I remember them saying, okay, this is how you, okay, got it. And even though it may be like, no, nah, I can't do that, but it gives me an idea. It sparks an idea in my mind of what I can do. What's going on, everybody? Thanks for checking out this episode of the ABCs of Inspired Teaching. And it is a conversation that Will and I had, um, you know, at the start of 2022, uh, during a time when we were both pretty down and pretty frustrated with what's going on. You know, it's the early February, so we've had a month to kind of sit on this conversation and think about it, but we think it's important to share and um, important to be transparent and vulnerable about what we've been going through and and hope to share that with with teachers and, and help them find their way in this. So um, we hope this message resonates with you. If you're going through one of these things, reach out, let us know how we can help you. Um, but most importantly, we appreciate uh, you listening. We appreciate you being a part of this um, community and doing that job that we think is so important. So enjoy this episode. Talk to you again soon. Middle school, we can't bring those excuses into 2022. I think because you've all had three and a half months of knowing the routine. I say and it really literally only takes about two months to develop a habit. I say, but the problem is that so many of you have been trying to force your own rules and standards and haven't been paying attention to what you should be doing, but you know. And so I had them write a letter. My first assignment was write a letter to your future seventh grade self. Reflect on your first semester as a sixth grader. You did that too? That's dope. <laughs> um, yeah. I had them write a letter, well, a letter, uh, you know, to their future self for the end of the year to in, in inspire mm. and motivate you know, think about the challenges you're going to overcome. That's funny. Yeah, I used your, so you talk. <laughs> your, I used your patented line, I love you. I just don't love your behavior and choices. And there are some kids that bristled at that. Like, he says he loves us, but then he, he changes our seats. And I was like, yeah, loving you's got nothing to do. Sometimes I got to, I love you so much to save you from yourself. Yeah. And that's something, and, you, and we have to remember this, and this is something that I've been just going back to, going back to repeatedly. You have to remember, I mean, and I think I'm thinking about me. I was that black sheep in my family. You know, I was the one that my mom said, I didn't really believe that water was wet. Or I didn't believe that fat meat was greasy. Like, those are the things that she used to say to me, that I would have to find out on my own, that that was always my, my mantra. 
And so I think about myself and I look at my kids and I'm saying, these kids are the exact same way. But the only way they really found find, will find out <clears throat> that the water is wet is that they have to reflect on opportunities where they've engaged water. And so I take that approach with their behaviors and the classroom principles and expectations. Because now you've already known what you're supposed to be doing. So now it can be honestly said that if you're choosing to do something other than the expectation and you're choosing to operate in this classroom outside of the principles set forward, then that's a conscious choice. And you said a letter. I mean, dude, some of these letters, I'm still, I'm still not done. I'm on my last class reading them now. But some of these are blowing me away. And I'm not writing on them. I'm writing it on a sticky note. And I'm giving them comments based on what they wrote in their letter. Um, I'm trying to. Some of them, I just can't. And I told the kids, look, I told my kids, I said, if you're more comfortable writing in Spanish, write to me in Spanish. And I had three kids that wrote their, their letter in Spanish. Because I said, talk to yourself in your most authentic voice. And you hear some of these kids, hey, loser, get up. Yeah, I know. I, you know, I know that's a little harsh. But maybe I should start it. I, and I'm reading this like, wow. Because just it's tough, tough. Just tough talking. <laughs> yeah. Sound like Jocko is in there talking to this kid, you know? <laughs> yeah. But 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 you can see the kids looking at where they were, where they're going, and where they're about to be. I hope in seventh grade you to study you develop better study habits. So my goal is I'm gonna take each one of these envelopes and put them into, I mean, take each one of these letters and put them in an envelope. I'm going to give them to our counselors and say, when these kids get placed with their reading teachers next year, give these kids these letters. I love that. You know what I'm saying? And the kids, because the kids instantly, when I told them, they're like, are we going to get this to the future? Same. My kids are like, am I going to get this back? And I'm like, yeah. I want you to, because it's a reminder. And see, that's where we miss it in education. Think about how much we'll teach something, review it before it's tested, right? We'll teach something, we want to review it first, and then we test it. We do that with all of the content and the academics. When's the last time you're giving your kids a character test? When you get, when's the last time you're giving your kids a questionnaire survey that asks, that, that question, that, that that shows you how they think in their decision-making. We want kids to come in and act like this, but we don't want to give, we don't give them those opportunities to where they can reflect on the things that make them them. And when we do do it, it sounds like we're just bitching all the time. You know? And so instead of the, to avoid that, it's like, no, I want you to, so I said to myself, every single Monday, we're going to do a writing assignment a short writing assignment. <clears throat> you know, I may pull out the whole, I've been pulling out, I pulled out the whole uh, We Connect card and just kind of started going through those. I think I'm just going to pick one and just have the kids just write for 10 minutes. Here's, here's your question. Write your answer out. Write your answer out. And that way, and that way, sometimes it could be fun. Sometimes it could be, I may even give them a choice. I may put three cards out. 
and say, you write on one of the three. Give them a serious one, you know, a kind of deep one, and then a fun one. They can choose where they go. But I'm going to do it every Monday, man, because the, the power of the kids seeing and reading. One boy said, when I, uh, what did he say? Um, he counted one of his successes was that he learned how to make better friends. And he gives the example of bumping into a kid in the hallway and the kid wanted to fight him because it was, an, even though it was an accident. And he said, I learned right then. That was somebody that said he was my friend in fifth grade. But when we get to middle school, he wants to fight me because I accidentally bumped into him. And he said, you know, I learned then I had to pick friends who really were like me and were not pretending. Can you imagine how, how powerful it is for a kid to write that on a memory? On a memory. And I'm, 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 when I'm coming, I'm telling you, I'm looking at this like, wow, keep that same energy. This is what you, you need to be doing. Like that, that feedback piece, even as small as it is, one girl, she's super quiet in my classroom. But in her letter, she opened a letter up and said, greetings, goddess. I was like, what? Are yourself a goddess? Because I said, you know, greet yourself how you talk to yourself. You know, I'm telling you, man, it, 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 yeah. Yeah. If I was going to stay in a classroom any longer, that would definitely be a beginning of the year, middle of the year, end of the year routine that I would do. 100%. And here I say, if I was going to stay in a classroom. So next I year. I don't think I didn't. <laughs> <laughs> next year next year may be my uh well this year may be my grand exodus you got um, you got something solid like in the works or are you just feeling it but i have i have so much solid in the works and it becomes a choice um i believe and this is just me I believe that me moving as an AP with the boys' school would have the greatest impact on LED, the Mac, and my myself personally and professionally. Um, would I take the position at Jones? Absolutely. I talk, you know. Um, I just kind of threw some feelers out to a few people, you know, just to see. Um, and I, I'm not saying that I would think I would be a shoe-in for the position, but thinking next year, if there's still not an AP, I, I think I would be a great candidate for it. Um, what, is the boys' school slated to open next year? Mm-hmm. Yeah. We don't. Even, I don't even know where that's going to be, and that—that's part of my decision-making process. No, because if they put it on on the west side and you move out to Huffman or you move out to Porter, that's not a tenable lifestyle. It's rumored that it's going to be moving to Stellick. 
because the girls' school moved and took over the building at Parker. And I don't know if they're, <clears throat> I don't know if they're sharing a building where one part is one. I, I can't imagine that being the case because they're not going to put two building principals in there. But so I think you know, just taking over the school and relocating the the students, elementary kids, yeah. <clears throat> and I think that that's what they're going to do. If, if that's kind of the 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 thinking that some people are saying, uh, even one of the coaches. That's at Stellick. You know, she made mention to me about that uh, when we were at Nuts. Oh, uh, you know her. Um, uh, Press. Coach oh, Presley. Coach, Coach, oh, dude, epic. Coach Presley yeah. could dress down a kid in the most loving yet abrasive. painful. Abrasive. Yeah, yeah, lovingly abrasive. That's how you. Yeah, that's a great, that's a great analogy for her. That's a great analogy. But then as I was reading in, 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 in chapter one and I was writing the thing about sharpening, you know, I watched the video of a guy sharpening and he said it has to be an abrasive substance that's stronger than the metal that you're sharpening. <clears throat> so everybody says, I want to I want to get sharp. I want to be sharp. But you don't realize that you got something stronger than you, rougher than you, that's fitting to hit you every time you're getting ready to get sharp. And you that 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 hit could be emotional, it could be financial, it could be spiritual, it could be personal, you know what I'm saying? It could be physically. But there's something, you know, listen to Norman Vincent Peale, and he said, for every great action know that there's great despair waiting to take over. You know what I mean? Everything has the polar opposite. So, <clears throat> yeah, it just, man. But yeah, press, man. Press, 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 press. She told me that that's where the school may be. Um, and um, have you heard anything recently from base? Man, I just got back, started back chatting with him. Um, as a matter of fact, he texted me Christmas and <laughs> wished me a Merry Christmas. And he would text me on happy. I, well, I beat him to the punch on New Year's and, and just sent him a, a, a shot glass because that's how I think when we go in the studio together, we take a shot together. You know, that's, I don't really drink like that, but you know, you're trying that. It's the, it's the studio life, you know, but I remember. I reminded myself, I got into this and I, I was overindulging in the lifestyle. <clears throat> you know, it, it, it became too, too much. And so this time going back in, it's like, no, nah, I'm good. I take my, uh, I take my cooler full of water. <laughs> yeah, there's and, a weird, um, uh, our friends Megan and Ryan were telling us that they, there's this thing where they encourage their son if he's at a party to just take a water bottle because if kids you know if if kids see you with something in your hand they don't offer you anything mm -hmm. but yeah man that's i hear smart that's super smart man that is super smart especially when you have kids that 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 is super smart wow wow man i just keep thinking about that so. yeah that's crazy. 
Yeah, man. I you see. I was a kid. I was a kid in high school that was that was partaking and and anticipating. And I can remember if I saw somebody with something in their hand, no matter what it was, I didn't say that to them. Like I was, yeah. Um, you know, there was that job I sent you last week over mm-hmm. break. Decided to apply. Emailed both the principals. The one principal, as soon as the one principal, as soon as I had reached out to him, said, "Send me your number. I'll call you." That was Sunday. Never heard anything. And then you know, reached out to the other principal. You know, got a got a response, but didn't hear anything all week. And maybe it's just it's their first week back and they haven't made a decision. But it is what it is. All you can do is launch. Yeah, I mean, for me, I we had a meeting yesterday with our you know, like highest admin team, like my principal and the executive director of our school talking about our trip, like our trip to DC. And I felt like the director was so disconnected from reality on what it takes to manage kids. Like talking about how, you know, if a kid was symptomatic that we could isolate them on a bus. We could find a spot to isolate them. And we were like, our buses are packed to the gills. We have the least number of buses we can to save money. Oh, well, we'll, we'll, we'll have some teachers drive a van. And then there, if there's a sick kid, the kids can go in a van with a teacher and either the teachers can drive them home or, or continue with them to DC. And I was like, excuse me? You want me to drive a van with a symptomatic kid in it? And, you know, we were talking to him about all these situations and, well, you know, if, if two COVID positive kids are in the same hotel room, we can just keep them in there together. And, you know, the parents are just going to have to fly out and, and pick them up and, and rent a car and drive them back. And I was like, excuse me? But think about this. If parents know that, that that's the situation that's going to happen, do you really think the parents are going to let their kids go? Are there parents? What, are there parents right now that, are, that, are, that are, have y'all sent out feelers to the parents to see if they want the trip to even continue? Um, the executive <clears throat> director is going to get language on this stuff from like the school's lawyer, and then we were going to send something out. But no, we haven't sent that out to people. And he was the director was saying that basically the kids are going to be have to mask any mask anywhere they're not outside. So including a you know 25 hour bus ride the entire time and that's what Vandom had to do when they went to uh when they went to dallas they had to keep their mask on the entire time they were in the bus yeah only time they could take their mask off is when they were in their room and they they encouraged them to still wear their mask but the group of girls that Nevaeh roomed with with a group of girls that Nevaeh hangs out with like when she goes and does stuff like they, she goes to their house and hang out with them anyway so it's like those group they group them you know kind of like based on the kids that hang out together Mm -hmm. and it was four of them in a room yeah same with us and so you know everything went well with them 
nobody caught COVID. You know, um, you know, granted, Omicron, well, they saying Omicron wasn't around, but I believe Omicron was around and people was just getting it and blaming it on allergies because it was it's so mild, but it's just so contagious. Yeah. You know. <clears throat> but yeah. but um but man, you know, it you know, I I I I want you to keep positive mind about saying if not going was not an option, open my mind up to what could what could look like. Because even when other people when, when leaders are disconnected from what what's going down on the ground, then it's responsible for those on the ground to to not become jaded at what they're saying. I'm not jaded, but not become disenfranchised by what they're saying and mm-hmm. disconnect completely from what what the mission is. It's time for them to put their 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 their, their educator cap on and say, I got 27 kids and I got four, 24 deaths. So how can I make this work? That mind needs to go into play and paint the picture. Hold on just a minute. Yeah man, I got you. And so um you know what I'm saying to be able to paint a picture and to sell a, an idea <clears throat> to 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 the directors because again if they're if they are disconnected and they're worth any any if they're worth if they really have their best intentions for students and 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 teachers and and the education system then they would hear those concerns thought out not concerns thought out solutions to what you've presented. You know what I mean? Like one of the things that my my old pastor used to say is that when you know there's a problem, don't bring me a problem, bring me a solution. And so when um, when you know that there's a problem, then your idea is to say, okay, how would I solve this? Okay, and then you go and say, okay, look, this is what I observed. This is what I feel I can do. I'm not presenting, I'm presenting an observation and this is what I propose we can do. And it could be, no, that's not good. What if, but what if we did this? Okay, that'll work, but what if we did? Because again, it takes, uh, it takes an idea to generate other ideas that generate other ideas that really keep the ball rolling. And so, like I said, that's the only thing I want to caution against because, again, I sit in meetings and I'm listening to what they're saying and I'm like, okay, I'm internalizing this saying I need to figure out how to make this work. Other teachers, and I know it because I'm in the room with them, they're not thinking about how I can make this work. They're thinking, man, I can't believe they're they doing this. I can't believe they're only going halfway. I can't believe this. I can't believe that. So it's like the moment you look at it that way, you automatically close your mind off to saying, this is the only way to do it. Yeah, because I can feel my I, I can feel myself. Or at least yesterday I could feel myself saying like saying a little bit of that. And I definitely don't, you know, I don't want to dismiss my concerns, but I think just having the thought of coming back to solutions and not being hung up and just saying, well, you know, I don't I personally based on what they've said and what I understand don't feel like it's a very viable option to try to take the kids out there in the current state Mm. with what we've got going 
but I can't automatically say that. And it's so weird because all of a sudden this on this, I'm like really pessimistic when I'm normally like a very optimistic person. Mm -hmm. So I got to just make sure that I check that. And that's very interesting. Yeah, I, and I was thinking so about I think that. it may be your disdain for the whole uh, uh, trip at, at a large. Like, you just don't want to go on a trip at all. Yeah, that's part of it. And I think probably part of it was my <laughs> over... And I, and I would be lying if I said that it wasn't part of my overall feeling towards admin. Mm. That I see, you know, how, how I felt... And, and my opinion on how they particularly handle my concerns, how they have, you know, by and large viewed the concerns of teachers, I, I think is, I, I, I definitely am projecting a little bit onto it. Mm -hmm. But it's good, you know, and, and we did what we could. We, we brainstormed and said, okay, these are the, these are the things that we think are plausible to likely to happen and we need to know how we would operate in this situation and then at the end we're like okay we need to know the thresholds where we say okay this is not a viable option mm -hmm. and i should be satisfied with that i should say okay we we took the next step now what i need to do is continue to just focus on the things I can focus on and, and, and let it be what it would be. <clears throat> and remember that, you know, parents, you know, potentially parents who don't want their kid tested or won't vaccinate their kid can opt their kid out. Mm -hmm. Parents who wouldn't be able to come out and get their kids if they tested positive can opt their kid out. Mm -hmm. Every, everyone's got options. It's not my job to rescue everybody. Mm -hmm. Because think about this. If you, were on a, if you were on an airplane and you were flying somewhere and someone got COVID, someone who got on the plane who was not symptomatic, and we've seen it happen, you know, you're not, you're not symptomatic, but you get on the plane and halfway through the flight, you start feeling symptoms. You know what I'm saying? There was one chick on her way. She was on a 17, 18-hour flight or something to New Zealand, a teacher. Did you see that in the news? Mm -mm. And she she started like once like when the flight took off, she started kind of like like two hours late. She started feeling kind of funny. She had a rapid test in her in her bag, so she took the swab and took the sample. Went to the restroom, took the swab, took the sample, tested test showed that it was positive. She quarantined in the restroom for the rest of the the flight. Mm. You feel me? Oh. I'm just trying to imagine being in the restroom for 15 hours, 14, 15 hours. I would lose my mind. And she was all over her TikTok during that time. Like, you'd have to do something to keep your sanity. You got to talk to somebody. 
Yeah. And I, and I think right now, and I just talking with you has brought me good perspective because the concerns I have are valid and the feelings that I have that I don't think this, that it's a manageable, it's a manageable situation like that with our staffing power that we could take these kids and keep them safe from, you know, or do whatever. I don't want to diminish my valid concerns by going off the deep end and automatically assuming that, you know, we're not going to be able to do this or not going to be able to do that. And I, I got to keep some, I got to keep some perspective on it. I think, like you said, I think I may be just a little, little too close to it right now. Well, no, it's not, it's not, it's the fact right now, your disdain with your administration is causing you to think the way you're thinking. And you have to get away from that. Yeah. Because regardless, you know, and, you know, I, I, you have to respect and honor those who, who lead you. And if you don't feel like you can honor them, then you should go immediately. If I can't find some honor, you know what I'm saying? Prue is not a perfect person. You know, um, there are definitely, you know, gaps that I see that can be filled in. Um, but I feel like for his personality type, he's doing, I can genuinely say I, I see the best version of Marcus Pruitt when I see a leader. Like, I see, I see that leadership. Is he working with the best? No. Does he need someone else who's more of a jeller? You know what I'm saying? Like like a person who's going to congeal people together. You know that that kind of that that's that's what's needed. Somebody to bring people together because right now everything is in in separate silos. You know, and again, not pitching myself, but you need that's, somebody like me. That's me. That's what you do best, yeah. You know what I'm saying? I, I'm a I'm a DJ. You know what I'm saying? I'm an MC. You know, this is what I do. I, I get people's attention, you know? And so, um, yeah, it's, it's just, um, yeah, I, I do you, you're too close to your admin and with, with, with that, with that ick I, already. Yeah. yeah you're ready to go quite frankly. <laughs> yeah. I, I've been ready to go and I've, and you can, can't just say you don't want to go on a trip. Oh, That's I can. Oh, I I can. I I for sure can. And so then, why not just do that? Yeah, and and that's the thing. Like, and this is also where my negative mind goes. Is like to this idea that I'm like helpless in the situation. I'm very not helpless. Like I could just say like, and don't read this as we are actually having a baby, but you know, by that time, we're really hoping that Brittany will be pregnant. Mm -hmm. And in this situation, I don't feel comfortable going on a trip where I'm likely to bring COVID back or am likely to have to potentially stay in Washington, D.C. with a kid more than the week that I was supposed to be gone. And I, I have that option and I definitely could play that card 
if I needed to. We really haven't set ourselves a, a hard stop until like the end of March. So we have more time to let this thing play out. Because I think if I would change my mindset, if things got better, I could go and have a great time and it would be a fun trip for me to be on. And, and I, I, I just, I, I know, I know I'm too close to it. Like I know I'm overly emotional about it. I know. And, and it's, it's a variety of factors that I get myself spun up on this. You know, there's all kinds of things that come into play when it, when it comes to that, it's more than just my admin. It's, the general situation um and generally wanting something better not not just better like geographically but wanting to step into that spot where i'm doing what i think i'm best at and what best serves people so there's all there's all kinds of hidden factors that play into that particular that particular set of feelings Hey, everybody. Thanks for checking out this episode. Um, if you want to find us online at the ABCs of Inspired Teaching on Instagram, you can find myself at It's Kyle Krieger on Twitter, Instagram, and TikTok, as well as Wilkie at its.will.law.iii across those three platforms. And you can find us on LinkedIn. You can find us on Facebook. Wherever you want to find us, we're there. But thanks again for listening, and let us know how we can support you. Have a great week.